Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. Well, we are starting a new conversation today uh, on rest. And uh, I know that it is Labor Day weekend, so a conversation on rest is a little bit on the nose, but that's, that's what we got, okay? We're doing two weeks on rest, uh, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I need to talk about it. It's been good for me to prepare uh, this content. But before we get into it, so we're going to do uh, two weeks, so that's, you know, maybe 45 minutes of listening to me talk about rest, and so I want to give you two—I uh, want to give you two quick commitments about this. Okay, so the first is this: I- I'm not going to make you feel bad about not resting. Okay, most of us aren't very good at resting, but I'm not going to make you feel bad about it. I'm not going to give you a long list of to-dos. There won't be a lot of action items. That doesn't make a lot of sense. If you tell people, hey, I think you probably are bad at resting. Here's 800 things to do this week. So uh, I'm not going to make you feel bad. Okay, this is a zero shame conversation. No shame in this conversation today. That's uh, commitment number one. Commitment number two, I'm going to do my best to not over-spiritualize this. And I know that might sound funny coming from a pastor, but I'm going to do my best not to over-spiritualize this because I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I have, where where you're just exhausted. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, just drained, weary. And someone says to you, you should probably pray a little bit more. Or how's your morning quiet time? And there's actually a phrase for this. It's called spiritual bypassing where you see someone having a real issue and you bypass it with some spiritual cliche. And so what I'm telling you is, uh, I, think, I think prayer and quiet times, I think that can be really good. Don't, don't, don't hear me say you shouldn't do those things. But I'm gonna try not to minimize the difficulty we have with real exhaustion, with weariness. I'm not gonna over-spiritualize this. I'm gonna do my very best to not uh, practice spiritual bypassing. Okay, so those are my two commitments. Okay, shame-free conversation, no spiritual bypassing. Just a simple conversation about rest. Because rest, I know you know this, but rest is a basic need of yours. You need to rest. We all need to rest. It is required for our lives. We know this, but it's also really easy to just think of rest as an inconvenience or a bother something that gets in the way, that we wish that we could get more done, that we could accomplish more, that we could mark more off the to-do list, but this silly body, this brain of ours can't keep up. Sometimes it's easy to think of rest as an inconvenience or a bother, but our need for rest, I want you to hear this from me today, our need for rest is sacred and holy. We, we require rest. We have a limit. We have a God-given limit on what we can withstand, what we can do in any given amount of time. And that God-given limit is holy. It's good. It's sacred. Right? You have a limit and your need for rest is holy and sacred. And maybe that's all you need to hear from me today. You're like, I'm going to press pause right now and I'm going to be done with this. Maybe this is all you need to hear. You can't do everything and that's okay. That's good. You've been given a limit and that limit, that need for rest is holy and sacred. Right? It's why rest is a part of God's 10 commandments. Because we, we, a lot of us know this. It's like a really 
kind of a large cultural thing to know about the Ten Commandments, but God gives Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. And the commandments are like, don't kill somebody. Don't cheat on your partner. Take care of your mom. Okay, these are just good things. And then it's also like, make sure you get enough rest. Most of us don't put that in our top ten for setting up a healthy society. God did. It's resting, taking a Sabbath is up there with not murdering. It's really, really important. It gets to the top of the priority list, right? So in Exodus 20, Moses comes down from Mount Sinai with ten commandments from God. And in Exodus 20, it says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. God commands His people to rest, commands them to rest. And I just I want to point out something really important here. When God gives this command to rest, He places it in the context of His own resting. He says, rest like I rested. I created everything in six days, and then I rested. And this word uh, rest here that, uh, that Exodus 20 uses to describe what God did at the end of creation. The, the word is the Hebrew word nuach, nuach. And the first time it ever gets used in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 2, all the way back in Genesis chapter 2, in the middle of the creation narrative, this word gets used. In Genesis 2.15, it says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden. A lot of times it gets translated, put him in, but it's actually the word nuach, that God, just like God rested at the end of creation, God rests Adam in the garden. So we're not just commanded to rest, we're actually created to rest. From the very beginning of the story, rest is a part of who we are. We are created to rest. And it's easy to think about these commandments, like the Ten Commandments, but all the Old Testament commandments, all the instructions in the Bible, it's easy to think about them as kind of an arbitrary list of rules given by God to test our holiness or our purity or how serious we are about this religious stuff. They can feel kind of arbitrary. But this, this instruction to rest is for our good. This isn't so that we don't make God mad at us. God doesn't give us this command so that we can appease Him in some way. God gives this to us for us. That's what Jesus says in Mark chapter 2 about the Sabbath. He says in in Mark chapter 2, 27, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath serves us. It's good for us. Just like all the other rules and instruction in the Bible are given for the people who receive them. The Sabbath is good for us. Rest is good for us. This isn't an arbitrary list. We are actually created to rest. Another way to think about this is that we are our truest selves when we are rested. When we are rested, we are who we are made to be. Or or a lack of rest 
keeps us from being our true selves. So let's look back at this commandment in, in uh, Exodus 20, verse 8. So God says, uh, you can't work, your kids can't work, your servants can't work, uh, your animals can't work, there's a foreigner near you, uh, they can't work. Nobody's working. Okay, nobody in your household, in this tribal society set up in these households, nobody in your household can work at all. And I think um, we're familiar with this idea, but I think it's hard for us to grasp because we don't live in a tribal agrarian culture, in an agrarian society. But God making this, um, God giving this commandment, it's a huge ask of his people. It's huge. Because they're agrarian. They, they work the land and they have these animals that they're supposed to tend to and care for. And those animals, that land is what provides them food. This is about survival. And on top of that, they're, they're this tribal people that if you read the Old Testament, they keep getting occupied. So they're consistently losing their land. And then they're occasionally enslaved by other nations, other tribes. So there's a lot going on. And God says, hey, one day a week, don't worry about any of that. Don't work your land. Don't push out in your land to try to get a little bit more land. Don't worry about who's taking yours. Don't work. Don't worry about it. We don't live in this kind of agrarian society, but it is a huge ask from God. And it's important to just note that it, this was commanded to a particular people in a particular time, meeting a particular need. And I, I really, I don't believe, uh, like a lot of the Bible, the specifics here, I don't think really apply to us. So you don't need to like keep your kids from doing chores one day a week or something. But there's a principle here that God cares about us. And so God cares about our rest, that we are created to rest. And I think we can pull something out that makes it, this is the same, uh, the, the same it was for them in Exodus chapter 20 is the same it is for us. When we rest, we say, I am enough and I have enough. And that's what God is asking his, his people to communicate back to him. I am enough and I have enough. I don't need to get any more land. I have enough food to survive. It's a big ask in an agrarian culture. It's less of an ask for us. But I am enough. I don't have to prove myself. I am enough and I have enough. I think that's what rest communicates. In the same way that it communicated it in the book of Exodus, it communicates for us today. I am enough and I have enough. I am enough and I have enough. Right? I have a holy limitation. I require rest, but that rest isn't an inconvenience. It's the admittance. It's the confession that I'm already enough. I don't need to do anymore or get anymore. That's what rest does for us. And I think that's why so many of us really struggle to rest. Because I'm not sure that we're convinced that we are worthy as we are. Or that we already have everything we need. About a year ago, uh, my wife Katie transitioned careers and she started her own interior, interior design business. And uh, she has been crushing it. It's been amazing. She's doing an amazing job and uh, I'm so proud of her. And uh, recently, uh, she had a conversation and someone told her that she was naturally gifted. I said, you're just so gifted at this. And um, I totally agree. And she came and told me about this compliment because she appreciated it so much. And I agree, and I think she's amazing. But I realized as she was saying this to me, 
that someone thought she was naturally gifted, she really appreciated that, uh, that I don't like that compliment. And now listen, I have issues. I'm sure you're a really normal person who appreciates compliments. But I, I realized I didn't like that. I didn't want to be called gifted, naturally gifted. In fact, when people say that I'm gifted, and by people, I mean my mom. Thanks, mom. When people say that I'm gifted, I don't like it. In fact, I might would rather them think that I had some obstacle I had to overcome. Because I want people to think I had to work really hard. No natural gifts. Stuff to overcome. I want people to think I'm a really hard worker. So for me, rest is hard uh, because I'm not sure that I am enough. That's my battle that I just constantly fight against. I want people to think I'm working really hard. I'm just trying to prove myself worthy. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. So for me, rest is this admission that I can slow down and I'm still worthy. In fact, I can stop altogether and I'm still worthy. That I don't have to prove myself. That it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about how hard I'm working. I can rest because I am enough. I've been created this way with a holy limitation. And it's not an inconvenience. It's a reminder that I am already enough. Nothing left to prove. And you, today, wherever you are, you are enough to rest. You are worthy of rest. You were created to rest because it's good for you. You are enough. You are enough of a parent to rest. You are enough of a partner to rest. You are enough at your job, enough at school, enough in whatever kind of religious system you find yourself in. You are worthy of rest. And you have enough. I know it may feel like you don't have as much as you want, or you may not have as much as the people you compare yourself to, but you have enough to rest. You were created to rest and rest every time we do it, every time we make that bold declaration that we will pause, that we will rest, we communicate, I am enough, I have enough. So for you, how are you at resting? How are you at resting? Are you, are you, good? Are you, are you rested right now? Maybe that's a good way to evaluate it. Do you believe at your core that you were created and commanded to rest? That who you are at your core, your truest self, is someone who is rested? Is rest an inconvenience for you? Are you, are you even willing to admit that you do have a limitation? Sometimes that's the, the real issue. That you say, no, 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 I have no limits. <laughs> are you willing to admit you have a limitation, that you require rest? And, and most importantly today, do you believe that you are already enough and that you already have enough? Do you think you're worthy enough for rest? Do you think you have enough to rest? Listen, you are your true self when you are rested. You have a limitation. You have been given this sacred limit, not as an inconvenience, but as a reminder that you, exactly as you are right now, you don't need to do anything else. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. You are enough and you have enough. 
in a really beautiful and well-known moment. Jesus is speaking to a large crowd in Matthew chapter 11, and he says, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble-hearted, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But the Jesus way has always been the way of rest. The Jesus way has always been gentle and humble and easy and light. But when Jesus said this to a large crowd 2,000 years ago, he was deprogramming a religious system that required intensity and difficulty. But if he wanted to participate in this religious system that surrounded Jesus 2,000 years ago, you had to buy into it being really intense and really difficult. And so when Jesus stands up and he says, listen, easy and light, gentle, rest. He's deprogramming the people around him. And for me, I want people to think that I work hard, but I don't just want people to think I work hard because I showed up this way. I wasn't created with a curiosity about my own worthiness. There was a religious system and a family system that trained me, that told me that to be good, that to be faithful, I needed to do more and more and more. I was created to rest, but I was trained to question my own worthiness. And you, you live in a culture, in a society, this Western capitalistic society that says you are what you do, and we know what you do based on what you have, so you better get more and more and more and more. You didn't show up this way. No, you were created to rest. But you've been trained, programmed to seek more and more and more. You've been trained to be discontent with what you have. The Jesus way, this faith that we find ourselves in, was always intended to be the way of rest, to call us in to our real identity, to our truest selves. It's meant to be humble and gentle and easy and light. So hear me today. This is shame-free today, okay? No shame. You are created to rest. Rest isn't a, uh, an inconvenience. Rest is a holy limitation, a reminder that you are worthy. You are already enough and you already have enough. And so gather, this is my prayer for you today. Embrace a new way of living. Embrace the way of enoughness. For every act of enoughness is an act of holy rest. Every minute given in care to someone else, every act of generosity, every time you stand your ground against a culture that tells you to do more and be more, all those moments of enoughness are moments of holy rest. You are created to rest.
You have enough. You are enough. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.